Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie! The Pumper! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. It's Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, Jim Forburn. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. Nah. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, not. Nah. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Jordan Malley at Jordan C. Malley. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room, formerly Locker Room, now partnered with Spotify. Green Room, download the app and join Jordan and myself every week for our hangouts in the Green Room app. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Hit us up on the text to voicemail line whenever you got Bulls thoughts on your mind. 331-979-1369 is that number. Hope everybody enjoyed a wild game two in the Western Conference Finals last night. We got lots to get to on today's show. We're going to start with that and an epic performance from former Bulls punchline Cam Payne. We've got to talk about the disappointing results of the NBA draft lottery that transpired before game two uh, last night and... Uh, some great news that just came across my timeline before I sat down uh, to do this show today with regard to our all-star, Zach Levine, getting some well-deserved respect. He's heading to the 2021 Summer Olympics. So we will talk a little bit about that. First, though, let's start with this. Wild, wild game in the Western Conference Finals last night. Yes, it's missing some star power. No Chris Paul, who's still uh, in health and safety protocols. No Kawhi Leonard for L.A. But these are still some wildly entertaining games we're getting. And uh, those who were complaining about these playoff series, no LeBron, no Steph, no no this person, no that person, no big, not enough big market teams. Well, we heard earlier today that these rating shares that the NBA playoffs are getting this summer are some of the biggest playoff game rating shares for NBA basketball in nearly 20 years, going back to like the early 2000s. So people are clearly tuned in and watching these playoff series, despite the lack of big markets and big name stars. Um, Speaking of big name stars, Paul George, man, what a weird game for him last night. Um, A guy who's been getting trolled at every turn uh, by fans of uh, the teams that he's been going up against. In the playoffs, obviously a guy who has dealt with a lot of shortcomings in his playoff career with Kawhi out, the big question of can Paul George deliver? And he has delivered in some big games, some must-win games for the Clippers in Kawhi's absence earlier in their playoff run. 
very much so looking like the star that Paul George has been in the league for quite some time. And in this back-and-forth game last night, it looks like the Suns have a comfortable enough lead to just kind of carry out the last few minutes of the game and hold on to take a 2-0 lead. But here come the Clippers. The Suns, a couple of bad opportun- a couple of bad possessions. They let the Clippers sneak back into the game and even take the lead back from Phoenix. And Paul George had a couple of big buckets in the fourth quarter. So that's the star Paul George. The playoff P and the real one, not the funny one that we all laugh at and say that's a nickname you don't want. Um, so then the free throws come. The Clippers are holding on to a one-point lead within the final minute of this game. And Paul George steps up to the free throw line. Unlucky miss on the first one. Rattles in and bounces out. And then the second one, you could just sense in that moment that Paul George did not want to take that free throw. Felt the weight of the moment. He bricks it off the back iron. Utah grabs a rebound uh, and is able to call a timeout to set up the final possession. The initial final possession for the Suns doesn't get the bucket that they need, but the ball sails out of bounds, and it's Phoenix ball with .9 seconds left. And then we saw probably one of the best passes in a playoff game in as long as I can remember. Jay Crowder, who I, I'm sure Miami was sad to let go. I, I, a buddy of mine who's a diehard Heat fan, who's also a big Marquette fan, has been saying to me all season, I can't believe they let him go. I can't believe they let Crowder go. Crowder's been big for Phoenix all season long. He's been big in this deep playoff run of theirs. And that inbound pass lob to DeAndre Ayton with under a second left on the clock, you need exactly that perfect setup for that play to work. And Crowder put it in exactly the right spot for DeAndre Ayton. I saw the uh, the video that's been going around of Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon uh, that some fan captured from the stands panned over after the eight, the successful Ayton dunk from the, the Crowder lob, and their jaws are both just on the floor. Can't believe what we just saw. It was that incredible. The other element to that game last night and this Phoenix Suns playoff run, as I mentioned, in the absence of Chris Paul, is the play of one Cameron Payne. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. Look, campaign has has taken a lot of punches from Bulls fans over the years, and rightly so. I mean, there was the the media day where he's got a leg, his most of his leg in a cast, and he's like scooting around the Advocate Center in that weird like scooter thing. I, and like the jokes just spill out from there. Then he finally is healthy enough to play, and he plays like trash. I mean, there is no other way to describe it. The dude plays like trash. Maybe the, the Bulls seeing something in campaign weren't wrong at the time, at least to see his potential and calling him the point guard of the future. Well, he is a point guard, and here we are in the future, not with the Bulls. But anybody doing revisionist history of like, wow, should we have not let campaign go? Look what he's doing, stepping up in a starting role in Chris Paul's absence in the Western Conference Finals. And by the way, last night, 29, nine dimes, zero turnovers for campaign. Who would have seen that coming? 
the the question of revisionist history was it a mistake for the Bulls to let campaign go? No, obviously not. He played like trash when he was here. And it wasn't just the Bulls. None of the other NBA teams looked at that guy and said, that's who I need. The dude was playing in China last year, okay? Playing in China. Then gets scooped up by Phoenix while he's on a G League team because they just need bodies to go to the bubble. Nobody expected the the Suns to make that incredible 8-0 run in the bubble, but before they went, they needed bodies. So they're like, hey, campaign, you're available. Come come to the bubble with us for, for a couple of weeks. The dudes played well. I think you have to give credit to Chris Paul, who is a veteran mentor and teacher of younger guards in this league, has been for a very long time. And you have to give credit to Monty Williams, who, my guy Big Dave said, it is a travesty. No disrespect to our guy, Tom Thibodeau. It is a travesty that Monty Williams did not win coach of the year. And I kind of agree with that. Um, Because it is so much about opportunity and fit when it comes to players, especially younger players in the NBA. And that's why we saw Daniel Gafford do what he did with the Washington Wizards at the tail end of the season after the Bulls traded him away. Opportunity and fit. Campaign is getting a great opportunity in a system that fits. And he is making the most of it. So consider this my official apology to campaign for all of the jokes that we cracked at his expense. Jordan and I cracked a lot of jokes at his expense on this podcast. In season one of Outsiders, me and Big Dave and John were just ragging that guy every night. We gave our guy Kendall Gill a plaque with his famous quote, like game two of the season, saying the campaign experiment is over. The campaign experiment is over in Chicago. And rightly so. But you have to be happy for a guy, for reinventing himself and bouncing back like this. It was crazy to see him doing a courtside postgame interview with Scott Van Pelt on Scott Van Pelt's late night sports center after he pours in 29 points, dishes out nine dimes, and a big win in a close game to take a 2-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals. You're sitting there saying, is this campaign? Like that campaign? The campaign we all laughed at? And campaign in that interview said, like, You know, just a message to everybody out there, regardless of who you are, what you do, keep doing your thing, keep working hard, pay no attention to the haters, pay no attention to the people who who tell you you can't do something, because if you believe in yourself and you and you continue to work hard, then that's all that matters. And I sat there saying he's talking to me, not directly to me, but I was one of many people who laughed campaign out of the NBA. Crazy. Crazy to see what he's accomplishing now. So there it is. My official campaign apology. Got it out of the way. Um, Really looking forward to see if the Clippers can respond in game three. Because remember, they were down 0-2 against Dallas and against Utah. So don't count the Clippers out yet. But campaign is leading the way. And the Suns are up 2-0 in that series. Pretty wild stuff. Okay. Now we have to get to the other part of NBA's uh, last night's NBA news being the draft lottery. Ouch. First, though, a quick word again about our great friends with the Green Room app. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app's free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with myself, Jordan, other Bulls fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
Jordan and I host weekly green room hangouts, weekly episodes of Locked Out Bulls in the green room app. So you can finally join in on our conversation that you listen to here every day. Download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and there is a beta version available for my fellow Android folks out there. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whichever groups that you want to be talking about for the latest league updates. You can follow me in the Green Room app, same as my Twitter handle, Bulls underscore Peck. Jordan, same for him, Jordan C. Malley, so that you can be notified when our Green Room shows go live. No, you won't want to miss it. Again, we do these green room hangouts every week. Can't wait for you to join us there to hear everyone's thoughts on our bulls and where we go in this offseason. We will see you there, green room, changing the way we talk about sports. All right, so draft lottery night. Not the result bulls fans were hoping for. Let me just get this out of the way. Could have had a 31.9% odds. I know the plenty of Bulls fans saying it's hey Pack. It's not like they were just going to fold in when they weren't mathematically eliminated yet. They made a big swing at the trade deadline, brought another All Star to play with Zach. They're not going to just tank for the last dozen games of the season. I grant you that there is logic to that. It doesn't take away how salty I am knowing that it was in the team's best interest to lose out. Once Zach was put on the shelf in health, health and safety protocols for double-digit amount of games, and the and he's just helplessly watching as the Bulls are losing games and, and losing any reasonable hope to make even the play-in. And, and Vooch, at some point down in, in that same stretch of time, was like battling a bad hip, I think it was. Shut him down. I, I, I know some people also said they weren't going to catch Toronto, who were very successfully ex- executing a tank of their own because they certainly steered into that. And I think they lost like 11 of their last 12 games. I think the Bulls won five of their last 10 games, but in a way that it, they weren't really, they didn't have a prayer to actually make the play in. It got kind of close down the stretch when Washington lost a couple of games, but it wasn't really ever realistic. And even so, I was of the opinion that one play-in game and a loss, maybe two play-in games and a loss, or, you know, somehow maybe getting into the first round 1-8. Grand scheme of things, that Vooch trade was not not more about this year than it was about next season and beyond. So I didn't care about the play-in and whether or not the Bulls made it. Would have been fun, sure. More so than it being the Bulls' best interest to maximize their opportunity at keeping that top four protected pick. And speaking of those Toronto Raptors who did end up in the seventh slot in the draft lottery standings with that 31.9% as opposed to the Bulls' 20.3% because of some meaningless end-of-season wins where they actually fell into a three-way tie in the eighth spot, 12% odds different. And Toronto used those nearly 32% odds of winning ping pong ball combinations to jump from seven into, that's right, the top four. If the Bulls stay in that seven spot in the lottery standings, we're talking right now about them keeping that pick and being in the top four. And you might say, well, hey, it's like, okay, but maybe it's more of a three-player draft as far as the stars. You got Cunningham, you got Mobley, and you got Suggs. Uh, You know, Green, uh, maybe we'll see. 
you could have kept your top four pick. Whatever. Okay. I'm over it. I'm over it. Now the question is, what does it mean for the Bulls? Well, to me, it means that it's still a good thing that you made that Vooch trade. Because if you look at it through that lens, what would you rather have right now as a Bulls fan? Would you rather have an all-star center to play alongside our all-star guard, Zach Levine? Or would you rather have the number eight pick in this upcoming draft, Wendell Carter Jr., and your 2023 first-round pick? Because the Bulls have been making first-round picks and lottery picks for the last few years, and it doesn't really seem to have gotten them very far, does it? This fan base complained for years about inaction, sitting around just hoping that the guys they draft turn into stars from the former regime. We bring in a new regime, they make some bold choices and some bold actions, and Bulls fans still complain about it. The Vooch trade was a mistake. Based on what? Him playing with Zach for 12 games? In the middle of a crazily condensed season, he arrives, the Bulls have to go on a just an annihilation West Coast road trip where they actually, despite the record, perform pretty well. Again, Jordan and I talked about this yesterday. Anybody calling the Vooch trade a mistake between the way the Bulls finished the 2021 season and then last night's draft lottery results, you're missing the forest for the trees, man. I still have faith in this new front office. And I have faith that given a training camp where Zach and Vooch can continue to develop their chemistry, progressive steps made by some of the younger players like Kobe White and Patrick Williams, and some alterations to the rest of the roster this offseason, that this Bulls team could be much better this upcoming season than they were this past season. And despite the disappointment of draft lottery night, I mean, you kind of had to just prepare for that. The odds weren't great for them to jump up into the top four, and they didn't. So where do you go from here? Well, AK and, and Mark Eversley have some wiggle room to work with. They've got decisions to make about uh, uh, Thad Young, partial guarantee, Thomas Sadoransky, partial guarantee, Archie, team option. There is some space that they can create as far as roster spots and cap space to improve this roster this offseason. Now it's just a matter of waiting around until early August when free agency starts to say, what else can we do? What do you do with Lowry Marketing? Is there a sign-and-trade opportunity out there where if you've decided Lowry does not fit into your team's long-term plans, can you get something for him instead of letting him just walk because he signs an offer sheet as a restricted free agent that you don't want to match? There are lots of things on the to-do list this offseason. At least now we know that building a top four pick into the cap for this upcoming season is not a part of that. Unless they do something drastic and decide, we love this draft class so much, we're going to do what we can to trade back, trade our way back into the first round of the 2021 draft in, in, you know, uh, next month. I, I don't think that's super likely because they've already given up some draft capital to get Vooch. You got two all-stars. What other ways can you add talent to this roster? And I think that that's going to come in free agency and potentially some trades and not trying to trade back into this draft class. So there, there is a plan. The plan is Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. What do you build around them? How do you build around them? 
and what kind of chemistry can they develop this upcoming season? To me, that is a good enough plan to see where we go from here. A few years from now, we can potentially look back and say, ooh, you know, maybe maybe the Vooch trade didn't work out. You you sacrificed draft capital, you missed out on some, you know, some franchise changing talents. If if Suggs, if Cunningham, if Mobley turn out to be those kind of players. Right now, however, I'm still riding with, as my guy Big Dave always says, let AK and Eversley cook. We finally got some new chefs in the kitchen. Let them cook. I, I love Vooch. He's a hell of a player. I love Zach Levine. Hell of a player. We've got some interesting other pieces of talent on this roster. Disappointment on lottery night? Get over it. Move on. And let's see what they do to complement those pieces filling out the rest of the roster this offseason. I've made, I've made my peace. I've made my peace with the fact that the Bulls did not tank their way through the rest of the season. It's okay. Moving on. We've got two all-star players, and I like both of them a lot. So there's just a little, just a little bit of optimism for you there. Okay. Um, speaking of Zach Levine and how much I love that guy, um, wanted to talk about the latest news that just dropped uh, a few minutes ago um, with regard to Zach Levine's off-season plans. First, though, want to tell you all about our great friends at Built Bar. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? If you don't know these Bilt Bar flavors, you're missing out. Try them all. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box from BiltBar.com, and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors so you can try them all. Not only are these Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. Most of these flavors have 17 whole grams of protein, but only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and four grams net carbs. Right now, our Locked On Bulls audience can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of that action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are. Just fighting it out in the NBA playoffs right now, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Make a make an account and put some money. Who do you who do you like in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight? Bucks and Hawks. Sign up, head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up at betonline.ag today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. So you want to bet on Bucks Hawks tonight, create an account, put 100 bucks in that account, and bet online will give you an extra $50 to play with. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code locked on at sign up. All right, guys. Uh, so great news. At least I think it's great news. Some of you might be concerned, worried, whatever. I think it's great news. This was from Sham Sharanya uh, just uh, moments ago before I hopped on to do this podcast. Chicago Bulls All Star guard Zach Levine has committed to join the 12 man Team USA roster 
for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Boom, baby. Boom. <sighs> Man, so I, I've been wondering about this over the last week as we have started to get more of these updates from NBA reporters of players either opting in or opting out from their invitation to play for Team USA. And there were a number of um, NBA like all-star level kind of guards who did opt in, but there were also a handful who were opting out. So you were saying, okay, where is Zach Levine in this tier of backcourt NBA players? And, and how many people have to say thanks but no thanks in order for him to get that invite? And I was – when we, I think it was Holiday and Middleton both said yes, uh, and that was already on top of a few other uh, you know um, elite NBA guards who had accepted their invitations – so when those couple of names were confirmed as yeses, and I think that was either yesterday or the day before, I thought maybe that Zach Levine's chances were were shot uh, and that maybe he wouldn't quite make the cut of, hey, you know, we've invited you to some USA camps, you know, 25, you know, roster camps, but not quite good enough to be in that final 12. And lo and behold, there it is. After a couple other thanks but no thanks, Today, it's official from Zach's agency that he is accepting an invitation and will go to play for Team USA in the Tokyo Olympics later this summer. Now, the last time Jordan and I talked about this and wondering, will Zach go, will Zach not go? There's obviously two schools of thought here as far as good idea, bad idea. Let's start with bad idea. This was a very chaotic season. That, that Zach and all NBA players just endured. You played a lot of games in a short amount of time. And once again, Zach played for yet another different coach. The guy's been in the league for seven years and he's played for like nine coaches or whatever. You finally have an offseason where, okay, hopefully things start to get back to normal NBA calendar-wise. Billy Donovan has a full training camp with not only Zach Levine, but his new all-star, you know, duo, Vucevic, to really build up their team's plan, their their scheme, their strategy for this upcoming season. So you've got a full and, you know, knock on wood, healthy offseason for Zach and the rest of the Bulls. Zach going to the Olympics disrupts that. It's not like the Olympics are going to overlap with NBA training camp. But it's basically they're basically going to butt up against one another. Where instead of Zach having his normal offseason routine of I'm going to go back home to the West Coast, I'm going to do this workout routine that I've done with my dad for all these years. Heck, you know, before Kobe's injury, it was I, I'm I'm going to bring the the young kids with me. I'm going to bring Kobe and Pete up. We're going to do my workout this offseason. We're going to bomb. We're going to get closer. We're all going to work on our game. Zach's going to Tokyo, so now that's off the table. Zach will be playing on the Olympic stage, cool, but not really working on his game. I, I mean, I guess you could say that in a way, because he'll be playing and he'll be playing with other elite NBA talent, in a way he is improving himself, but it's not, I'm going to grind, working out six or seven days a week, trying to get my game better for next season trying to help this team win by getting better myself for next season. And then, of course, the gigantic, you know, the gigantic bad idea is risk for potential injury. 
Now, we've seen with Kobe White's injury that even if you're not going and competing in an, an international tournament like the Olympics or, or FIBA World Championships when those come around, Kobe White was like playing in a pickup game somewhere. And he hurt his shoulder. And now he's out four to six weeks. Um, or no, months. Oh, oh. Mm. ouch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, months, not weeks. That just hurt my brain. Okay. So again, injury can happen at any time. It's it sucks. But I mean, like the Bulls signed free agent Carlos Boozer, and they don't see him for the first few months because he tripped on a suitcase in his front hall. Injuries are freak. They can happen whenever, wherever. But the certainly the risk factor is increased if you are playing competitive five-on-five basketball. So Zach going and playing for Team USA right now raises a risk, an injury risk factor to a non-trivial amount. And we've seen it happen with USA basketball before. Paul George certainly comes to mind when he had that gruesome leg injury playing for Team USA a few years ago. So I understand some Bulls fans are worried about this. Like, ooh, ah, do we really want to send Zach to play in the Olympics? Like, we just made this big move. We're trying to get back to the playoffs and NBA contention finally. Let's, you know, like, keep Zach Levine in bubble wrap this summer. I certainly understand that line of thinking. And I'm not entirely myself out of that line of thinking. I would not mind if Zach were in between workouts working on his game, just in a lazy boy wrapped in a bubble wrap this summer. Because that dude's your franchise right now. But so let's look at the positive for a second. The Bulls have a player who is good enough that Team USA Basketball said, we would like you to be one of our final 12 to come represent this country in the biggest international sports competition and gathering for centuries on end. Representing Team USA, regardless of what sport you play, but it, it is huge. But we also know from the NBA-specific lens that the 92 Dream Team turned the NBA into what it is today, where you got players like a second-round pick, Nikola Jokic, turning himself into an MVP. Luka Doncic, one of the brightest rising young stars in this game. All of the international talent that has now found its way to the NBA because NBA teams are sending scouts all over the world. Giannis Antetokounmpo, another great example. Back-to-back recent MVP. He is on his way to the conference finals with game one tonight. Being an NBA player who plays for Team USA means something. It's a huge honor for Zach, who certainly has earned this. He deserves this. First time All-Star this season. A very entertaining player to watch, but also a dude who has worked very hard to become as good as he is. And is also a positive for the Bulls organization. Because some of that, hey, what, what, where is this NBA player going to play next? Where does this star want to go play what what NBA star is this star friends with? Are they talking behind the scenes about, hey, maybe let's pair up somewhere? Those conversations happen with these Team USAs, whether it's the, the FIBA World uh, World Championships, 
or the Olympics. The elite players of the NBA all get together and hang out and bond and build these friendships outside of it's the NBA, so we have to hate each other. Hey, for a month, let's play on the same team. Let's develop this camaraderie representing our country and the great league that the NBA is that everybody admires around the world. And also, hey, let's have a conversation. What are you thinking? Hey, Zach, you know, you're uh, you're an impending unrestricted free agent a year from now, assuming Zach and the Bulls don't get some kind of renegotiation done this, this summer. What are you thinking? Zach will now be, you know, to, to drop a little Hamilton on you, in the room where it happens. And the Bulls have not had a player like that in a long time. When NBA stars use these international USA opportunities as an opportunity to talk to one another about where they might like to play. And if if Zach Levine is, in fact, keen on staying in Chicago, building a winner here with the Bulls, and bringing this once-proud franchise back to prominence, recruiting amongst his Team USA team members while they're off, you know, kicking other countries' asses in, in Tokyo is a wonderful upside to Zach accepting this invitation. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it presents an opportunity for something along those lines to transpire. So you just weigh, okay, heightened risk factor of injury in a non-NBA competition. What is what does that risk mean to you? Zach representing the Chicago Bulls in international basketball, representing the Bulls on Team USA and being able to have some bonds grow, have some new bonds created among other elite NBA talent and the potential to say, hey, man, I'm really trying to build a winner here with the Bulls. Like, it's a great organization, big market team. You've seen what I can do. Come to Chicago. Come to Chicago and help me win in Chicago. How valuable is that? How valuable is that potential? I, I think it's pretty darn valuable. And again, we may have to wait months, a year, maybe a couple years for whatever those talks are about to transpire, to come to fruition. But Zach Levine can now go play for Team USA, and then while he's there, and certainly when he comes back, check in with AK and Eversley and say, so I talked to this guy, or I talked to that guy, and they're going to be a free agent next year. That guy's going to be a free agent. That guy might be trying to force his way out of where he is now uh, to try and force a trade. Here are, here are some numbers you can call. Here are some guys who you might want to ring up. Here are some guys that you might want to say, hey, are you available to take a meeting this summer? That certainly is the big plus of Zach going and playing for Team USA. But again, mostly it's just credit to Zach. It is a great honor. It's exciting. I can't wait. This makes me way more excited to watch Olympic USA basketball because we will be able to say, while Team USA is playing, that's our guy. Zach Levine wearing a USA jersey. The first big one was, hey, All-Star Weekend. That's our guy, Zach Levine, wearing an All-Star jersey. Hell yeah, you earned it. You deserve it. Putting the Bulls back on the main stage.
And now he's swapping out an all-star jersey for a Team USA jersey. An even bigger honor. An even more elite group. And yes, caveat, some people turned it down for him to get that opportunity. Whatever. He got the opportunity. So as much as I, there is a part of me that is all the way clenched right now and saying, oh, please, Zach, oh, please stay healthy, stay healthy. I'm going to do my best to suppress that negative energy and focus on the positives. Good job, Zach Levine. Way to go, buddy. You earned this. You deserve it. Can't wait to see you represent Team USA at the Olympics this summer. Way to go, man. Awesome, awesome stuff for Zach and this Bulls organization. That's going to do it. Um, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Just a reminder uh, that we are now also doing these episodes on YouTube. Um, we did surpass that 300 subscribers, Mark. Thanks to everybody who subscribed. Um, and true to our word, we will be doing our random lottery poll of one of you, 300-plus subscribers, to do a giveaway for a Zach Levine jersey. So we will pull a name. We will reach out to you to ask you, hey, what size are you? What kind of Bulls jersey do you want for Zach Levine? Um, but again, if you aren't subscribed to YouTube, go go to YouTube, subscribe to our Locked On Pulls channel to get our video episodes there. And of course, as always, hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Enjoy game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks and Hawks tonight. Jordan and I will be back tomorrow with another episode. Until then, for Jordan Malley, Matt Peck saying, see red, be good. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.